The past few weeks we have discussed the mitzvah of Kiddushin and how do you do Kiddushin, that is Eusin, and how do you do Nesuin. Today we'll discuss the brachos that are made on, that, on those occasions. The first bracha that traditionally the Mesadir Kiddushin says at the time before the Chatan gives the ring to the Kala is of course the Birchat HaEusin. We have already discussed that according to the Rambam, it seems to be a birchas ha-mitzvah, whereas according to the Rosh, it seems to be a birchas ha-shevach. The text of that bracha has, of course, been a topic of discussion. Inasmuch as it's very unusual language, the bracha is not formulated in a positive form. Asher the mitzvah of Kedushin, but rather in a very oblique manner, of saying that we're not forbidden, we, we are forbidden to have such relations, we're only allowed to have the relations, Some have asked why the word chupa is here. Since the bracha is actually in the Kedushin, there's no chupa at all taking place. In today's climate, this question might seem a little strange, because we actually do make the bracha standing under the chupa. But in our world, that's the way we do it. But according to the in the time of the Gemara, the, the situation was done completely differently, as we've discussed previously. The Eirusin was done privately before Edim, without the big affair of having a wedding. And that required two Edim, and the Chatan gave the Kala, Kesef, or Shtar, or Bia. Today, of course, we said that Kedusha Kesef is the preferred method. But at that time... When he did the Kesef, they have a year later to decide when they will actually hold the wedding. We said that until a year, the Chassan and the Kala have a right to delay the wedding ceremony in order to prepare themselves adequately for the wedding. But in that case, the bracha of Ayde Chupa would be very strange. The Chupa is not mentioned at all. It should not be mentioned at all because there's nothing to do with the Chupa. So Rishonim explain that on purpose they mention Chupa in order for us to understand that the heter uh, that a, a chatan has of living with a kala is only until the Chupa. You might think that since they did Halachic Ewesin, which really means she's an Eishas Ish, then relations would be mutter between the two of them, and therefore the formula is the engaged women, even though halachically engaged, the arusot are usher to us, and until we have kiddushin. So they say you have you have to have chupa and kiddushin. The Rishonim also pointed out that the order seems to be strange. You should have said you must have aydei kupa kiddushin vechupa. The chupa comes after the kiddushin. So why do we say chupa and kiddushin? It led one of the grammarians, one of the scholars, one of the Rishonim, to say a very interesting idea. Quoted by the Ran in Ksubos, the Balo Itur says that really the text was Chupa Bekidushin, not above, but a bet. And it means Chupa through Kidushin. Chupa will actually permit the husband and the wife to have relations, but they must have Kidushin first. So the phrase of chupa bekidushin is correct. What happened? 
based on that on, on grammar after the sound of the the kamatze the chupa, so the next dagesh in the letter bet fell out, and instead of saying bekidushin, you're supposed to say vekidushin as a vet. But people who don't hear the difference between a vet and a vav, the Ashkenazi tradition is that we do not distinguish between a vet and a vav. So therefore, therefore people heard a vav and they wrote chupa vekidushin with an with a vav as we pronounce it. But indeed, the correct text should be chupa vekidushin. Chupa not wekidushin, but bekidushin. But it should be pronounced vekidushin, chupa through kidushin. This bracha, of course, is made by the Mesader Kedushin, as is our custom. And our custom is that he drinks from, that he does not drink from the wine, but he gives that wine to the Chatan and the Kala to drink. And Achronim have pointed out that it seems strange that this bracha, Barpira Gefen, is not really part of the marriage ceremony. The Rambam says that if you don't have wine, you don't have to have wine. You don't even have to look, look for wine. If there is wine at this occasion, then they could make a bar priyagefen. In fact, Svaridim make other brachas, one besamim, for example, at that time. So it's not inherently a brachas or part of the, of the bracha of Ewesin. It's a separate brachas hanenin that you can make on this occasion. So why is the a person who makes the bracha allowed to make the bracha and somebody else drinks. We do it by Kiddush. But by Kiddush, the bracha takes on a dynamic of its own. It's not really a, just a bracha sananin. It becomes part of the Kiddush. And therefore, we have the we have this halacha that we're allowed to give the wine to someone else. And it, at least it's legitimate that someone else should make the bracha. And someone else can drink the wine. But by Eresin, it seems rather strange that one person makes the bracha and somebody else drinks the wine. In fact, it's quoted that Reb Chaim insisted upon drinking the wine himself. And I've seen since uh, that became a well-known idea that certain people always had that custom to drink, that the Mesadeh Kedushin himself drinks the wine to avoid the question itself, how are you allowed to make a bracha, a birchas hanenin for someone else. I remember that I saw Rav Gustman the Rosh Hashiva of Netzach Yisrael, the author of Kuntur Seishiurim, at a, being Masada Kedushin. When I saw him, he was not a young man. And I saw very carefully that with tremendous dexterity, it was hard for me to imagine how quickly he did it, as soon as he finished the bracha, he whipped out a, a, a little cup, filled it with wine, gave the, the rest of the cup to the Chatan Kala, and very quietly he sat there by the side and drank his own wine, in order to avoid this problem. The rest of the brachas that we make are the brachas that we make at the occasion of the chuppah, and of course at the week of Sheva brachas. Let's first discuss the brachas, of course, at the time of the wedding. The Gemara says that you have to make these brachas before the chuppah. In, according to the Rambam, we do it before the yichud. The brachos themselves certainly are not birchas ha-mitzvah. The mitzvah uh, is, according to the Rambam, is the erusin. Perhaps the nesuin is the end of the mitzvah, as we saw in the Ramban that we've learned previously. But according to the Rambam, 
the brachos that you make at the Nesuin seem to be a birchas hashavach that really you could make at any time that you celebrate somehow the wedding ceremony. The Rambam's famous shita that we've learned before that chupat nida is not kone, or better yet, as we've learned before, chupat nida is not gomer. But And the Rambam said you should avoid a chupat nida. Nevertheless, the Rambam said if you had a chupat nida and you made the bracha, so but the Eved Yerotze. If it would be a mitzvah and the bracha would be a birchas mitzvah, it would be very difficult to say that you made a birchas mitzvah, you did not fulfill the mitzvah, and you were Yotze. If you hold us a birchas hashavach, then somehow you could work with it. That a birchas hashavach can be made before, after, as long as something is going on to do with the, with the wedding. The Bracha of the, the seven brachas are made and the Gemara discusses the text of the brachas and the meaning of the brachas as well. The first brachas, the, what, the shorter brachas of Shakobar Bar Lechvodo, Yotzer HaAdam, seem to be brachas that have nothing to do with this particular wedding. Rashi says in Shubis Abzayin Beis, these brachas are not really made about this particular wedding. But the idea is about mankind in general. That we use this occasion to make the bracha. And he says, that's why the bracha starts with, a, with the words baruch. Now we know the principle that when you have brachas, one after the other, so, the first bracha starts with a common phrase, Baruch Hashem, but the rest of the brachas do not begin again with saying the phrase Baruch Hashem. That's a bracha hasmucha lechaverta, a bracha which is connected to another bracha, does not start with Baruch. That's, for example, in Birchas Hamazon, we start the first bracha, Baruch Hashem Azanas Olam, and then we say Noda, and Vialakol, and Rachimna, we don't say a new, we don't begin it with a new bracha, because they're all bracha smucha lechavrita. We start uvnei yushalayim, and we make, uh, the, after uvnei yushalayim, we say bonei yushalayim amein, or bonei verechma yushalayim amein, then we say bracha tashem. So, we, it was pointed out that the first bracha is hadaraisa. Since hatov ha-metiv, the fourth bracha of birchas hamazon is the rabbanan, we differentiate and say it's not a smucha lechavrita, those are the raisa, this is not, connected to them inherently, and we begin with a baruch. So here, similarly, we have the bracha, asher yatsar ta'adam b'tzalmo, as the bracha on marriage in general, and therefore, since it's a new topic, we begin with a baruch. The next brachas of sos tasis v'samech t'samach do not start with a baruch, because they indeed are samach lechavrita. This is brachas about the wedding. The interesting question is, why does the last bracha, what we call the bracha achriti, the last bracha of the Sheva brachas, at many weddings they consider that the very big kibud in terms of the brachas, people think that's somehow the biggest kibud to give out besides the Sidur Kiddushin, that you give the bracha, which starts with the baruch. Why does it start with the baruch? Why isn't it smucha And the answer is, the Gemara explains, because other brachos, all these brachos that we're talking about that you make at the wedding, you actually make a whole week also. 
the week of Sheva Brachas, that we call it the week of Sheva Brachas, the week of Shiva Simeh HaMishter, the week of the wedding after the Chasana for the whole week, we have this custom of saying Sheva Brachas. We have a meal that the that they all say after benching, you say the Sheva Brachas. So, again, we would ask the question, so why does the seventh bracha start with, with a Baruch? So the Gemara explains that these brachas, until the seventh bracha, we only say during the week of the wedding if there's panim chadashot. Later on, we'll get to explain the concept of panim chadashot. But in the meantime, the Gemara says that you only make this bracha when there are panim chadashot. But the last bracha, Asher Baras Hason Besimcha, that bracha should be said even if there is no minyan, even if there are no panim chadashot, you make those brachot, you make that bracha, Asher Baras Hason Besimcha. That bracha is not necessarily part of Sheva Brachas. It's true, if it is, if you do make all the brachas, that is the last bracha, but you make that bracha at every occasion. So therefore, since it's not necessarily a continuation of the earlier brachas, it starts with a barach. This halacha of saying asher bara, even when there is no panim um, chadashot, when you have a meal, is a very interesting concept. You make these brachas, the bracha asher bara, at all times. At all times. What does that mean, at all times? The Rambam and Hilchas brachas has this in the category of the laws of benching. The Rambam and Hilchas Brachas, Perik Beis, mentions brachas that a person makes during or accompanying his benching. So, for example, there is another halacha that in the base Avel, a person adds a bracha. Again, I don't know today if many people are aware of this minik, of this halacha. That in the Beis Avel there is a bracha, a text that's added to Birchas Hamazon. In a good sitter like Otzer Atfilos, you can find this Birchas Ha'avel that you make in the house of an Avel. When I was in Avelis for the first time, someone asked me if I think that you should say the Birchas Ha'avel on Shabbos. I must admit that at that time I really hadn't ever thought about it. I knew very little about this concept of Birchas Ha'avel. But indeed, it's a halacha that in the house of an Avel you had a bracha. Lahavdil from a tragedy to a simcha, there's a halacha that the seventh bracha of the Sheva brachas is added and in, in benching. The Ramam says in Hilchas Brachas, Perak Beis Halacha Yud, Bracha Zushim Asifim Beveis Chasanim, Bracha Achrona, Misheva Brachas, Shonisluin. This bracha that you add is added at the meal of that you have a regular meal. And he, the Rambam says, This bracha should not be said by avadim, by slaves, and not by ketanim. It should be said by adults. The Rambam says, When do I say that you have only that seventh bracha? When do I say that you make only that one bracha? If the people were there at the wedding and they already heard the brachas. But if the people at the meal were others that had not originally heard the brachas, In 
then if the people had not heard the brachas at the, at the wedding, so then you say the entire Sheva brachas at the meals of what we call Sheva brachas. And then the Ram says, of course, Fushi Asara, you need a minion, and you need what the Ramam explained, people who had not heard the bracha. That's what he called Panim Chadashos. The Ram says the Chatan can, can be counted to the minion. It's not you need ten people to ki'ilu bless the Chatan, but you need a minion, and the Chatan is part of that minion. It seems from the Rambam that the concept of making these brachas the whole week is predicated upon the fact that everybody who sees the Chatan Vekala or perhaps shares a meal with the Chatan Vekala is obligated in these brachas. Who was, who ever was at the original wedding, so as you say, you heard the brachas once, you never have to hear them again. But the people who had not heard the bracha are actually chayev in Sheva brachas. They create an obligation of the bracha to the chatan. It seems that this is not just an abstract halacha, but it's connected inherently to Birchas Hamazon. If they come together for a meal, and then the question would be, do you, each one has to eat, and how much they have to eat, but those are details that we won't go into. The people who are at the meal, who have not heard the brachas, it's a continuation of Birchas Hamazon. It's a din of Birchas Hamazon. The, the interesting fact is, this Ramam is found in Hilchas Brachas. You might have expected to find, the, find these details in Hilchas Ishus, in the laws of getting married. But the Ramam there discussed the laws of getting married, the wedding ceremony, the ceremony, the chuppah, the bracha, the birchas ha'eris, and the birchas ha'nesu, and all that is found in the chasishas. This halacha is found in hilchas brachas. It seems to be, it's a halacha of birchas hamazon. But the bracha is that you have to give this bracha to a person who had not heard the bracha, who now joins with a chatan in a meal. There are Rishonim that seem to disagree with the Rambam. The Ritva in Ksubis, there in that sugya, discusses a rather lengthy discussion about what is Panim Chadashos. What do we mean by this concept of a new face? So, the Ritva quotes an opinion the Ritva says there is an opinion that the Birchas Chasanim doesn't have to be, this Sheva Brachas doesn't have to be with a meal. Any gathering that's made to the honor of the joy, the simcha, the chas, and the kala, even if you don't eat there, you you are chayiv in shavabrachis. It seems from the ritva that it's certainly not a din in birchas hamazon. It's certainly a din in simcha of chas and the kala. And he said, Noagu rabotenu lomar baboke bichat chatanim alakos basara bepanim chadashot kol shiva. Our custom is in the morning, you make a birchas chasanim, with cup of wine, with panim chadashos, all the whole week. V'chein ba'erev kodem You do it again at night time with a meal. But of course the Ritva says, today the custom, this is the custom that we're all familiar with. 
שלא לברך אותה אחר כניסה לחופה, אלא בשעת סעודה. Custom today is only to make these Shabbat brachas at the time of the meal. But then he adds an interesting gastronomical comment about Judaism. That's an ironic and interesting comment. That really he says the concept is simcha. But when do we have simcha? Our custom is all simcha. somehow connected with gastronomical delights. We go sit to eat. What makes a Jewish yantif? <laughs> a suda. It's very interesting because as we're now, uh, this shir should be broadcast and during Hanukkah of Tavshin Tzamechas. Uh, so the Shulchan Aruch paskins that the sudas and Hanukkah are sudas rishus. Our meals are optional on, on, on Hanukkah. Hanukkah is, is a, supposed to be more of a spiritual type of holiday a little different than the concept of the joy and simcha that a person feels in Purim. And the sudas, all the meals, are a sudas rishus. And uh, the Rambam disagreed. The Rambam said the sudas from Hanukkah are a sudas chova. You must have a suda in Hanukkah. But according to the Shulchan Aruch, it seems to be rishus. And nevertheless, there are so many mesibot, so many parties, and so much simcha, and so many meals, so many latkes on Hanukkah, that you somehow those words of the Ritva just uh, resound in my ears. Our custom is when we want a simcha, when we, we have a meal. Then the Ritva goes on to say that what is Panim Chadashas? Panim Chadashas are really people who were not there at the meal, people who were not there at the chuppah, and he brings the various opinions. And then he quotes Tosfus. But Tosfus Amru the Shabbos is Panim Chadashos. And they quote the Medrash, Mizmar Shili Yama Shabbos, Panim Chadashos Bo Lekan. So according to Tosfus that the Ritva quotes, the concept of Panim Chadashos is not someone who's obligated in the bracha, like we said according to the Rambam. But rather, it's a concept that there's a Riboy Simcha. Something new has rekindled the joy. There's, there is simcha all the whole week, but something that makes a tosefet simcha, something that makes a special addition to the simcha, is a cause for making the shevebrachas. And what would that be? Panim chadashos. Now, what do panim chadashos mean? It doesn't mean just someone who wasn't there. It means someone who would actually create a, a, a new simcha. And the Ritva uses the words, it quotes from Tosfus, Ein kari panim chadashos, Ela kesheba l'shem adam chashuv, Delav habitam in ma'it mikarash, Shabai labo simcha b'shvila. It means that somebody who the chasen kala see as a person, Oh, Baruch Hashem, he see it, they're very happy, and there's a riboy simcha, there's more simcha than your chayip and shavibrachis. This would seem to exclude the scenario that I think is very common. Very often, the friends of the Chatan Kala get together, but Baruch Hashem, they were all at the wedding. They make a, the party that we call Shabbat Brachas, and then they'd like to actually make the Brachas, make the Shabbat Brachas, but they don't have anybody. They don't have a Panim Chadasha. So what do we do? Very often, we ask a stranger to come in and uh, just do us a favor and come in for Birchas Hamazan, and we call him the Panim Chadashas. If the Chatan Kala don't know him and it doesn't mean anything to them, so what's this Riboy Simcha? I don't think it's fair to say the Riboy Simcha is only because, oh, now he gave us an occasion to make the bracha. The Riboy Simcha is itself the fact that because of this person here, so we are happier. 
there is a riboy simcha. That's why Tosa says Shabbos itself is a riboy simcha. I don't need a new face. I new, need a new simcha. And some, and Shabbos is a new simcha. By the way, the discussion whether Shabbos is a day of simcha or not might have an important application to this question. Shabbos, according to the Tosfos here, is a riboy simcha itself. Mizmar Shilia Mashabbos is considered panim chadashos. It's considered a riboy simcha. But someone that the Chassan Kala don't even know, how could that be considered panim chadashos? But then, of course, the <coughs> question could be, could a woman count <coughs> as panim chadashos? This issue, of course, is a complicated and difficult issue, both to learn technically and also to discuss in public. Well, people, people get very, uh, take very strong positions in both ways. But let's quote Rishonin. The only Rishon that I know that has discussed this question is the Ritva. Now, if you would have asked, based on what we've learned today, what do you think, logically, should be the din? Should a woman count for Shevet Brachas? Brachas? <coughs> So I would think that the normal response would be, according to the Rambam, it might be a din in Birchas Hamazon. It might be a, de, a din in benching, which creates a minion, which creates a chiyuv, and therefore maybe you could say that a woman would not count. But according to the Ritva, that it's Panim Chadashos, means a riboy simcha. If a woman would come, it's a riboy simcha. So why wouldn't it be Panim Chadashos to, to be Mechaev uh, the trouble is the Ritva is the only Rishon that I know that says clearly takes a firm position the Ritva says Isha Lavasachi Afapi Shi Chashuva Shein Panim Chadashas Elamisha Roy Limanas Basar Lebitinyan Bechas Chasanim he said even though the woman is Isha Chashuva and it would seem to me that she could certainly generate a new Simcha this, the question would be, is the simcha of, of the woman that the woman created, is it really more for the chatan or more for the kala? So that question itself, I think, could be answered both in both cases. Obviously, friends of the kala who came, would, who were not at the chatuna, would cause the kala to be happy. But there could be friends of the Kala or even relatives of the Kala. Let's say his sister, his aunt, his grandmother. For whatever reason, they couldn't make it to the wedding. They missed the plane. I don't know. But yet they could make it to the Shevet Brachas. So I think that certainly would create a, a, a din of Simcha. But nevertheless, the Ritva, who bases his whole argument on the concept of Simcha, says, even though I counted the idea of Simcha, and he says, he doesn't denigrate the woman. But he says she's not considered panim chadashas unless she is actually part of the minyan. The, uh, this discussion whether women can be panim chadashas, of course, has led to another question. Can women be part of the Shevet Brachas? Can they get, can they be, give the brachat at the chatuna? Can they give the one, can they say one of the Shevet Brachas? Can they say Shevet uh, Brachas at the chatuna or even during the week of Shevet Brachas? And I referred people to a discussion between Rav Yisraeli and others that appear in Rav Yisraeli's works in Chavat Binyamin to where he has all discussion this point. Uh, Rabbi Neria Gutel wrote an, a very important article about this topic in Orhamizrach many years ago. And Rabbi Joel Walowalski has written about this. I think it has now appeared 
in his book about women in Jewish law. There are many other halachic questions that come up because of Shavu Brachas. I'd like to very briefly mention two of them. One question is, the way we explained it today, the reason the brachas don't all start with Baruch is because there's a, they are brachas mucha They're all connected to one another. So this led people to ask, how can we split up the brachas? That's what we generally do at the weddings. We try to split up, well, I don't know if we try, but we split up the weddings, we split up the brachas because we want to give kibudim to different rabbis. Different people are there or different relatives are there. And we want each one to somehow feel important. So we call them up to the chuppah and give them a kibud of a bracha. So we split the brachas up. But it seems that if it's a bracha smucha lechavrita, so one should follow the other. And the only reason, let's say, samech to samech doesn't start with a baruch is because it's connected. But here it's not connected. A new person came and made the new bracha. So Rabbi Moshe Feinstein has the halachic, is the halachic, halachic authority that I think is very relied upon. And people asked him this question and he answered that you can indeed do it. His definition of brachas mukhlechavrita means not necessarily the person that said those brachas considered a smuchalachavrita, but the brachas were the style of the brachas. The order of the brachas is smuchalachavrita, even though not the same person made all those brachas. So he justified the accepting, accepted practice, and I think in almost all cases that's the custom that we split up the brachas, but we should be aware that it's a little touchy. I always wondered if this would be the same if the person came late and didn't even hear the first brachas. If he came and heard the first brachas, you might say, well, since he heard the first brachas and it's he was yotze, somehow the brachas, it's smuchalachavrita. But if a person, let's say, came in very very last minute, he's just he just ran in, and somebody said, oh, the rabbi so-and-so is here. So they give him the brachas hamech to samach when he hadn't even heard the earlier brachas. I wondered if Rabbi Moshe Feinstein's tshuva would still be applicable. The last question that I said I would like to at least mention briefly is the custom that we have at the me at the weddings today that are, they're very long weddings and not all people have the koach or the the effort they can afford the time or have to go home to take care of their children or simply they're too tired to stay till one two three in the morning so are you allowed to leave the wedding early because once you sat down to the meal it seems you're chayiv and shavibrachas this would apply to any time you're of shavibrachas how could you sit there at the meal and leave early when you won't hear the Shavibrachas. Again, the authority that we rely on is Rabbi Moshe Feinstein. In Igris Moshe, Rabbi Moshe would discuss this question, and he suggested that a person should make an oral tonight. You actually have to say the words out loud. Before you go to wash, before you you join the meal, you stipulate, you make a tonight that you don't really want to join the community you're eating, but you're eating as a private person, not as part of the community. Rabbi Moshe said such a Tanai works, and that, and therefore you're not really part of the community, therefore you're not Chayv and Shavibrachis. The week of Shavibrachis is a Takana made by Moshe Rabbeinu, to have in general, to have this Takana. The Ramam says it's a Takana made by Moshe Rabbeinu. Our custom of saying Shavibrachis the whole week, again, is based on the concept when there are Panim Chadashos. We've learned an important Machlokas today, what is the definition of Panim Chadashos, the Ritva against the Rambam. It seems to me that we accept every opinion, Lukula. We do anything. We'll invite anybody at any time, any place, and we'll make and we'll say Shavu Brachas. 
I guess the idea is Laharbos Simcha. We are very interested in making everything to be more filled with Simcha.